Hey, 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 this is Rika. Today, I am having a conversation with my girl, Mila Georgievich. She is the seeker and spiritual student of the universe. Today, we're going to have a conversation about the universe, synchronicities, and experiences with manifesting and witnessing magic. Ooh, that sounds so, so exciting. Mila, tell me a little bit about yourself. Hi. Um, well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. This is very exciting. Um, and yeah, so my name is Mila. Um, I'm 25 and I, uh, I'm a swim teacher right now. So I, I'm trying to get a job in the environmental field to help people and the planet and everything, but I'm really happy with where I'm at right now because as a swim teacher, I am teaching kids and adults of all ages, like 10 months old, three years old, teenagers and old people, like 70, 80 years old and, you know, middle age, everyone. Um, and I think it's funny that I got to this job. The way, the way I got this job is pretty funny is my friend kept trying to convince me to be a swim teacher for years. And she's been a swim teacher for almost 10 years. And I was always like, no, no, I'm not good enough for that. I'm not good enough at swimming. I can't do that. And then finally I joined and I called the manager and I just wanted to introduce myself. And then she's like, wow, I was just about to call you. You know, we might as well just do the interview now. And so you know little synchronicities like that keep happening and have kept happening over this past like year but I've noticed it's happened a lot more in the last six months almost to a daily basis especially in the last couple of weeks and I had opportunities to have other jobs other full-time salary positions and just the thought of leaving my students it makes me so sad because they really fulfill me so much. This is the first job I've had that gives me purpose and gives me the sense of passion. And I get to help kids and adults heal their fear of water. And it's it's crazy to see them progress from day one till that last week, the eighth week, how they are able to jump off the diving board. You know, something that some adults have never done in their entire lives. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Okay. And that I love what you do because even with me I had a fear of water I had a fear of water that was taller than me and <laughs> that fear came from a minor accident when I was a kid where I wanted to do what everybody else was doing I wanted to be with the bigger kids and we were on a family trip in Jamaica and just trying to go over to that deep end my hand slipped off the wall and I went under. No one was near me. I couldn't scream or anything. And I just kept trying. And a stranger just came and pulled me up. I don't even know if I thanked that person or like what happened after that. Everything went blank. But those synchronicities like, okay, my angels, God sent someone there to pull me out of that water. It wasn't time for me to go. And from there, I, I was just like, no, I'm staying in water. I can stand up and like, no, I'm not going to feel that powerless again. And it took me to have a child or two kids. And my son wanted to learn how to swim. And he, 
I saw him trying to do the same things like I was doing, wanting to go out to the deep end or wanting to be around other people in the pool and the ocean. And I was like, you want to take a class? That was never offered to me. Like, I didn't even think that I could do that. So when he took his class, I took the class too. So I was like, we're going to do this together. We're going to do this. I'm going to heal this. I'm going to call my power back. And I took that class and I'm like, yay, I don't have that fear anymore. That thing does not have that much control over me. And I love the water. I love the beach. So I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for people like you who are willing to provide that healing in that way where people can release those fears. Because no matter what age you get, those things can really hold you back. Mm -hmm. And then you project that fear on the other people too. Because you're like, no, don't go out there. Don't do that. No. So I'm grateful for you. Oh, thank you. I'm grateful for you too. Yeah, I have students just like you that uh, sign up with their children and they learn how to swim together. Like first their child learns how to swim and then like an hour later, it's their turn. And it's the most amazing thing. And then the kids watch the parents and the parents watch the kids. And I just, yeah, I love it. And also water is very, very healing too. So being in such a, it's, and the water is calm, you know, we're not in an ocean. So I try to think, sometimes I try to use like Reiki, not that I'm a Reiki, I'm not a Reiki practitioner, but I try to envision like a gold light coming out of my hands around my students to try to calm them down. And I think it works. I think it's doing something. Yeah. Cause I had a conversation with someone else about energy healing. Sometimes people are born with those gifts and it's all about intention and believing in something greater than yourself so if you're tapping into your inner child or you're utilizing that universal energy around you to be a blessing to someone else or to provide protection that energetic protection for someone else then that's the power right there and that's just how the universe works right (laughs) you got to believe in it um so before we go any farther I want to ask you what would be your intention for this conversation? Like, how would you want this conversation to help someone? Or, yeah, I think I said it pretty clearly. What would your intention be for this conversation today? Mm-hmm. I think um, my intention would be to help those people that are like me, or I feel like I used to be very stuck and very confused. Like I wanted to believe in magic and the law of attraction and manifesting and synchronicities. I wanted so hard to see it in reality. I wanted to see the magic of life, but, and I knew it exists. I I believed in it, but I didn't, I just believed in it without seeing it, but I wanted to see proof of it. So I think my intention for this conversation is to try to bring awareness to little examples in our everyday life of where synchronicities happen so that more and more people can like be like oh you know that actually happened to me last week I didn't even think about that now I can remember that and maybe it'll happen again the next time it happens I'll notice it and I'll be a little bit more grateful for it you know Um, and then that way you can attract more of these things and then I feel like it's a way that it's a way that life shows you hey you're you're going down the right path something is happening you're gonna get to where you want to be if you keep following these signs that are showing up in your life okay yeah that's a good way to put it and even for people who are more logical minded they 
they need to see proof. Sometimes they're looking for that proof to be a certain way. And they're not really using their inner eyes or <laughs> their their mind's eye to uncover what's a little deeper than what's right in front of you. So they may think, oh, I'm looking for a sign, like something's going to fall from the sky. <laughs> or I'm looking for a sign where someone comes to me and tells me tells me exactly what to do. And sometimes those signs don't look exactly that way, where if you say, oh, that's never going to happen for me, mm-hmm. that could block that sign. Mm-hmm. That could block you receiving that message from somebody that you needed to hear. And you're like, no, I didn't. I never got that. I never I never saw that message. You're like, I just told you, like, you just heard it. Did you hear the song on the radio? Did you hear it say the same thing I just said to you? Like, it could be something so simple that people still aren't aware. So how do you pay attention to the signs and the synchronicities or the red flags? Yeah, or the red flags. Yeah. Well, I first started to um, try to stop second guessing myself. So I would be like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should bring my I should bring my water bottle to this event just in case there's no water. And then I don't bring it because I'm like, nah, there'll be water. And then I go there and I'm like, great. All this water is five dollars. I should have brought my water bottle. <laughs> you know. So then I'm like, oh, man, this keeps happening again and again. I really got to stop ignoring that voice. So I started to pay attention to it more and for and I started writing things down. So I actually have a notebook here that I have my um synchronicities list, written down listed down and also in my phone and um and it's it's pretty crazy how the more i notice it the more it happens so for example the other day i had one student signed up for a class and um it was like a teenage advanced class and i had a feeling i was like even though there was zero waitlisted like i could see on the list it says that no one else is waitlisted for that class i was like i have a feeling someone's gonna join you in this class and that just thought popped into my mind randomly and like two minutes later a student shows up late and he's like hey i'm in this class and i'm like whoa there you go you know and things like that keep happening um but yeah i think just being aware of it and learning how to trust your voice and noticing where where are those when are those times that happen where you where you ignore it like noticing that and trying to backtrack and be like oh if I had listened this would have happened so next time I think of that I'm gonna try and do what my intuition tells me so how do you know the difference between your intuition and your ego the way I have figured it out is my intuition feels like it's coming from the back of my head and it's a very, very quiet voice. It's so quiet. It's that. It's like if you could measure the size of it, it's like teeny tiny, like a, a pin. Um, and it's always right. <laughs> it's always right. Even when you want to lie to yourself and pretend that you're that it's lying. No, it's always right. And then my ego, I, I can feel that it's a louder voice and it's more in the front of my head. Like it feels like it's in the, my forehead, you know? Um, and it also comes with like sweaty palms or like nervousness, you know, if I feel a little anxious or my heart feels weird, or I feel that weird feeling in my heart, a little bit of anxiety. That's how I can tell like, oh, this must be fear speaking to me. This is not my intuition. Mm. And my intuition is consistently right. 
So my anxiety is not always right. It's usually wrong. It's just giving me fear for, you know, to p keep me safe. So I know that um, that's, that's, that's how I know the difference between the two. Okay. So how did you strengthen your intuition? Like, were you always an intuitive person? Do you consider yourself clairvoyant or do you know things before they happen all the time? Or did this, did you build this strength? I think I built it. I think I probably was always intuitive, but I kept ignoring the signs. Um, I don't think I'm clairvoyant, but lately, like this year, since I've been single, since I broke up from a five-year relationship in March, I feel like my um, quote unquote powers, you know, are becoming stronger and brighter because I'm, I'm by myself, I'm single and I have so much more time to dedicate to myself. Like I still practiced self-care and dedicating time for myself when I was in a relationship but not like this this is I do it for sometimes an hour or two a day instead of just 30 minutes or 20 minutes a day and I one way I first started practicing my intuition is I used to work at um, a grocery store and I would always have to go to the basement to help the groceries in the basement um, to, to deliver to the to the customers and I would, I had to press the elevator button and there's like three doors. So I'd be like, I would guess which door is going to open first. Mm. So that's the one way I practice. Another way is asking muscle testing. So if I make a circle with my thing, my thumb and my pointer finger, and I try to keep it tight, I can say to my body, show me yes. And I take my other pointer finger. I try to break that circle. And yes is a circle. It's, it doesn't break. Uh, no is the circle breaks. So I ask myself sometimes, is it going to rain today? The answer is yes. And then I see in the future if that happens. Or sometimes I ask, um, back when I was obsessed with my ex, I'd be like, is he going to message me today? And I would get a no, you know, and he wouldn't message me that day. And sometimes I would really predict things. I'd be like, and then I would ask, would he message me today? And he would. And it was crazy. And then I would um, just keep doing that for other things, too. Okay, so is this is this stuff you learned on your own? Are these things you came up with or you saw it in a book or someone else told you about this little fun game or test to do for yourself? Yeah, I learned the muscle testing from a shaman, actually. Um, he's also a Reiki practitioner um, and he, he does drum, uh, drum circles. He does shaman work through um, tobacco and um, herbs that he smokes and everything. Um, so... He, one time, it was funny because my ex was standing right next to me. That was the first and only time he, my ex went with a, to a drum circle with me and he got to meet this shaman, which was just magical. That was a whole magical experience. So this shaman is, his name is Skywolf. I love his name, by the way. <laughs> he has like, he had like a black hat with feathers and beads and coins embroidered into it. And he wears like this cloak. And I said to him, I approached him and I said, wow, I love your costume because it was around Halloween. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, this is not my costume. This is how I dress every single day. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry to have assumed that this is your costume. This is the real you. I'm 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 really um, impressed to see that you are your authentic self. Like, that's very inspiring. And he said, wow, thank you so much. So then we started talking and I asked him, how can I improve my intuition? And he showed me the muscle testing. He also showed me one where if you stand up straight on your feet, if you um, ask yourself, show me yes, um, sometimes your body will sway yet forward or no, or backward for no. Um, and for me, yeah, uh, forward is yes, backward is no, but it could be different from other people too. So that's, yeah, that's that using your body as a pendulum. I have heard of that before. 
And I've even heard of the muscle testing where I don't remember whether I saw someone do it or I was looking at YouTube or something where it was like muscle testing food Mm -hmm. that your body wanted or didn't want. And I think the person was holding some canned goods in their hand. And if the their arm felt weighed down or heavy, that meant that it wasn't like that's probably what it was gonna make your body feel like. And this this is not an alignment for your highest good and may cause some reaction. And if it felt light and your arm didn't feel weighed down, then maybe this is something that you should take into your body. So yeah, there are different ways that you can test the energy to see if it is in alignment or if it isn't. But when it comes to, let's go back to the synchronicities and paying attention to the signs. I know at one point I was trying to test my my magic powers. And I think this is something that I used to do as a kid. And for one, I don't know if my dad used to just, <laughs> used to just lie, but it was about trying to see if you can change the light as you're going down the street and you're in the car and like let's see if you can change the stoplight to green so it it was a little game my sister and I used to play in the car and my dad would be like all right all right you can guess and then he'll snap his finger when the light was about to change and we were like oh my god oh my god the light changed not knowing that he was looking at the other (laughs) intersections to see when the light was going to change so we just thought it was magic Mm -hmm. but when I got older I would be in the car and I'm like all right within the next 10 minutes while I'm in the car show me a yellow yellow Corvette and I'm like show show me like right in my face so I'll know that's what the car is I don't really know cars like that but I was like make it known that this is this yellow Corvette show me within the next 10 minutes and it actually started happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. But you, that just shows you the power of when you ask for something and you really believe that it can happen and you're grounded enough to be aware of your surroundings, the things that you would see playing out. Mm-hmm. Those parts of you, you can't prove. Like, all right, I didn't make that car come up. I didn't see it behind me anywhere. Uh, Like what the hell is going on? (laughs) And even the things you don't believe or the things you don't want, if you give those things your attention, you could draw them to you. Mm -hmm. So how have you experienced some synchronicities or some things that happened in your life that you just couldn't explain? Mm. Oh yeah. I have so many experiences with angel numbers. Like I ask a question like, I, I kept I met this one person this girl and um, I really liked her and but I had a feeling she you know I had a lot of confusion about her and when you have confusion about someone then that means they're most likely not meant to, they're not supposed to be your friend forever mm-hmm. so I kept asking like can you give me a sign 222 on a license plate means yes I should be her friend 333 means no I kept getting 333 and um, I kept getting signs just like that all the time about her and especially through tarot, I would um, I would ask the tarot deck, who is she represented by? And the devil would come out. Oh, no. <laughs> it, yeah, it would just jump out. And I just 
is ignoring it. And then eventually I figured out that, yeah, she, um, she's not the best influence on me um, because in the end she didn't treat me the best way, like, you know, a human can treat someone else. She just kind of ignored me and ghosted me and was rude. Um, so I kept getting signs about that and I ignored it. I was like, no, 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 we'll be friends. We'll be friends. And then it didn't happen that way. Um, but I have other examples of synchronicities. Like, um, I, I recently became friends with this, uh, amazing group of people and they feel like my soul tribe, but I've never felt that way before with a group of people. Um, and I asked this one girl that I met that night, I asked her, I said, what do you think my Zodiac sign is? And she said, I don't know anything about astrology. And I'm like, that's okay. You can just guess. And she was like, hmm, maybe you're, uh, hmm, hmm, I don't know. So she almost said my Zodiac sign, but then she kept going on and on. And she said, oh, I don't know. I feel like you're this sign, but I think, but you're probably not. You're probably not. I'm like, don't second guess yourself. What do you think it is? You did almost say it. And then she said Scorpio and she's like, and I was like, yes, that's right. And she was like, oh, you, you, I said Scorpio. I was like, yeah, you were saying it. You don't remember that you were saying it. You were just about to say it. And she said, no, I don't remember. And some, for someone who doesn't know anything about Zodiac signs, she guessed it right on the first guess. And that had happened right after I did this really cool game with my other friend's son. So my friend's son, he's five years old and he also was second guessing himself during this game. So have you seen those like, videos on TikTok and YouTube where children are blindfolded and then the, the teacher or adult says, what color is this? And they give them a piece of paper and it's a different color. Oh no, I haven't seen that. What color it is, yeah. So I was like, hmm, I believe this is real. I think we can see with our eyes closed. I think there's so much we don't understand um, about this world and anything, pretty much anything is possible. So I was like, hey, his name is Rio. I said, Rio, let's play a game, okay? Have you seen those videos where people see with their eyes closed? He's like, no, that's impossible. I've never seen that before. You can't do that. And I was like, really? Let's try. So I, I there's this game, you know, the game Trouble? Mm-hmm, yep. The, yeah, there's like four pieces. So there's red, blue, green, and yellow. So I took all those four pieces and I, I shook them in my hands like dice. And I said to him, okay, hold out your hand, but close your eyes. So he closed his eyes and he held out his hand. And we did this three times. And I put one piece in his palm and I closed his palm really quickly. And I put my palm over his palm so he can't see. And I said, okay, what color is, what color are you holding? And he, every time he was second guessing himself, he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's green but it's probably not. And it was green. He got it right every time. Um, wow. So he got it right for ye yellow and red, but the yellow one, he did admit that he did see it for a split second. So two out of three, he was correct. Two out of three, you know, he didn't see. So, you know, I, I told him like, where did you get that self-doubt from? You, you know, you don't have to second guess yourself. Actually trust yourself. You are correct. Feel it, sense it. Do you smell anything? If it's green, do you smell any grass? Do you see any grass in your mind? Can you feel, can you like imagine feeling grass with your feet? Like see how the color comes to you. And I wish I could have asked him how he got it right, but his, his attention was starting to fade. So I was like, okay, we'll try this again next time. But we all got to witness that magic happening right in front of us. And mm -hmm. I was trying to do that for these adults because I was with two other women. There was three women and two men. 
these two men, I think, are tapped into their divine masculine, which is the first time I've ever been in the presence of a divine masculine man in this lifetime. Wow, hallelujah, finally I meet someone like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I think they also had um, doubts, you know, and I wanted to show them, hey, guys, because the girls understood. They get it. They're on the same page as me, you know, and I wanted to show them, guys, look, teach your son this, because the dad was like, I don't know if this is real, but he was open to trying. Um and yeah, it was just very magical to witness this this five-year-old learn how to trust himself a little bit more. Yeah, so well, that is that is amazing. And I've played some games like that with my own children, mm -hmm. um, especially my daughter, because there were some things coming up after I tuned her to Reiki when she was 13. And she was saying that she was seeing things in her mind that she couldn't explain and it was kind of freaking her out but she wasn't feeling anything like most people do so I was looking up things online and how I can help her with that and that's probably why she chose me to be her mother before she came into this world but <laughs> um I would give her little tests like close your eyes and try to guess with this piece of mail whether it's in state or out of state is it junk mail or is it a bill can you guess the name that's on it and she she got the first two answers correct she knew it was it was out of state she knew it was junk mail and when she got to the name portion it was in my husband's car so she almost second guessed herself and she was like well it's she that logical mind she was like well it's in his car so I'm gonna guess this and then she was like no 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 I see the letter j mm -hmm. and then I showed her the envelope and it happened to be for the previous owner of the house whose name started with a j and I was like see look at you so then my son wanted to try it but he wanted to try it just so she wouldn't get all that attention he really <laughs> didn't want to do it but he wasn't getting it as much because his intention wasn't really for what it needed to be for. He wanted to outdo her. So <laughs> his guard was already up, mm -hmm. but I I've done little games like that where we would close our eyes or guess this. Cause I was good at playing memory as a kid where I could find all the matches and stuff. So I like to play games like that to test my, my inner knowing so I won't put so much pressure and make it fun and I love the fact that you did the games and even tried to help the adults tap into their inner child where they can take those guards down and like really trust themselves even if they didn't have that proof that it would be a certain way so mm -hmm. that is amazing and that kids probably feel drawn to you because you you make them feel alive and you make things fun so you are definitely in the right line of work. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. But let's talk about those red flags, though. Mm -hmm. When it's when it comes to the red flags, and especially since you know how your ego is more in the forefront of your mind mm -hmm. and that inner voice is a little quieter. Mm -hmm. How do you come out of like that inner battle between your your higher self your inner voice and your ego trying to get your attention 
Like when it comes to the red flags, do you, is it that ego that takes the lead that says, hey, look at this? Or is it that quiet inner voice that's like, just relax, just let it play out, mm-hmm. just be mindful and aware, but mm-hmm. there's nothing you have to do right now. Like, how do you, how do you t- hone in on the one to listen to? Oh man, I have such a crazy journey with that. In the past, it was, I think it was my intuition telling me quietly to leave the relationship with my ex and eventually I got so fed up with that voice in my head because I was like yeah I know (laughs) I know I need to leave but like how can I do it I keep trying to break up and we and then we get back together the next day and then this vicious cycle so I was I eventually I got to the point where I was like I told the intuition, I told that voice in my head to stop talking. I said, shut up. I don't want to hear from you. And it literally got quiet for like five, six months. Like I didn't hear that voice for a long time. And I was like, I want to figure this out on my own. Okay. I don't need your help. You already are telling me everything I need to know. I already know it all, but I need to figure it out. My, my ego, my human side needs to figure out how to do this on my own. Like, I can't just break up like that, you know? It's not easy like that, soul, you know, higher self. It's so easy <laughs> to say up there, you know? And so so eventually the voice quieted down and um, I I ended up break, we ended up breaking up on mutual terms. And when we broke up after that, I was like, okay, now please come back. Okay, now let's talk. Let's, let's have a conversation. Let's dive into this. And so I started meeting people who are, a little bit like my ex in the sense that they lack self-worth and they may be very confident on the outside, but on the inside, they're just, I can see them for who they are and they're lying to themselves and they're lying to me and they're pretending to be something they're not. They're putting this mask on, but I see right through them and they refuse to acknowledge that I see right through them. And I, I could see that they just wanted their inner child just wanted to come out and be hugged and be loved and be healed and they had so this one girl I met she you know had some trauma and my ex did too and then this other guy I met had some inner trauma and I found myself repeatedly telling these people you guys are beautiful you're loved you know I may not know you for very long but I care about you I mean I don't I don't love them like that but you know I care about you guys I wish you the best. And, you know, I see the good in you. Despite all the ma- m- uh, mistakes you've made in the past, that does not have to define you. You have made progress and you've done the right thing and you've been better for the last like year or so or a couple of years of your life. So use that last few years of your life to define who you are now because you are better. But then that became exhausting. It became exhausting to constantly see the good in other people to the point that I'm like, I can't anymore. So then the last person I met recently this summer, like in August, was saying the same kind of things. I'm not good enough. Like, I'm a terrible person. I'd be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to end this right now. I'm going to end this conversation right now. Because if I can believe in you more than you can believe in yourself right now, then I just, I can't deal with that. That's too exhausting for me. There's too much energy taken away from me. So good luck with your life. I hope you love yourself the way I accept you and unconditionally, the way I, I can already say, you know, you know, I like you for who you are. If you can't do that, like I can for you, then, you know, good luck figuring out how to do that in the future, you know, have a fun time on your self-love journey. But like, I just, I can't do that anymore. So I've, I've realized that I can't 
heal someone i mean i, I know that we, we all know that we all know that but now it's clicking you know there's no i can't um make someone love themselves or see themselves the way i see them i have to let them do that on their own so i've decided to create a boundary between me and people like that who lack self-worth even though there are these amazing beautiful people um like my ex he's a great person he is a very kind-hearted person it's just he operates from a lack of self-love his inner child is not fulfilled he's still stuck inside his head you know so yeah so do you feel that the red flags that come up are about other people or about healing something within yourself so these lessons or blessings don't keep coming back up yeah I think people's red flags those those things like um when they admit to you that they've cheated on all of their exes or they can't control their anger and they punch walls. That's another red flag, you know, (laughs) things I think reflect, yeah, their inner child wounds that they have not healed yet. They haven't learned how to control their emotions. They haven't learned how to look at themselves. Like your best friend looks at you. Okay. So let's flip the perception though, because as you mentioned that these are things that people are showing you that you should pay attention to and that that helps you to decide whether you want to go that way or you don't want to go that way but you also mentioned that during that process of seeing those red flags right in front of your face you were able to set a boundary that you had never set before Mm -hmm. so red flags the way it seems to me is that red flags aren't always a bad thing or it may not always be about the other person it's about you testing your limits and Mm -hmm. understanding what you don't want and then you can decide what you do want so Mm -hmm. I think there's a stigma around red flags because people may may see a red flag or notice something or hear something somebody says and they immediately want to fix it they want to go into that healer mode and it was like, I'm supposed to help you. I'm supposed to show you the light. <laughs> However, that red flag may be like, stop, pay attention. I want you to see this from the outside looking in because when you were in a situation like this, you didn't do exactly what you were supposed to do. So stop, look at it, decide what the reflection is that you're seeing in the mirror and do you want to show up like this? Because remember that time you said something like that? Or remember the time you did something like that and you brushed it off or you dismissed someone else's feelings? So that, look, that has me starting to think again, like I'm looking at other people as, oh, this is a red flag. Oh, this is something. But that person could be showing me a part of myself that I need to heal or that I've suppressed or really need to own. Because I used to look at people who were really aggressive as a red flag. Like, oh, if you just pop off and you say whatever you want to say out of your mouth and you don't care how anybody else feels, like, that's a red flag. I can't be around somebody like you. But then I noticed that I might have been suppressing my voice. So why am I attracting these types of people? and what are they showing me that I really need to own within myself because let me get pissed oh you're gonna see that other side of me and people would judge it as oh you're a Gemini that's that 
that switch. You just flip that switch and now you're showing your true colors. And I'm like, well, everybody got different size, but I just choose to handle things differently. But then people may feel like they can walk all over me or like, I'm not going to say anything back. And then I start suppressing my voice and trying to see the good in people. But I'm like, is that my true self? So is this person giving me permission to really speak my mind and say what I need to say, but I don't have to do it in the way they do it. I can pick and choose what works for me. So I'm grateful for those red flags. I'm grateful for people coming into my life, showing me how I could look if I didn't do the work. Yes. So those are still those synchronicities and how the universe shows you these signs of what you need to heal within yourself and not be a victim. Because if you have a victim complex or that martyr complex, then you may take a beating and feel like, what was me? Instead of like, you know what? Thank you for showing me your true colors. Thank you for living your life out loud and being authentic to yourself. So now I know I have a choice. Thank you for allowing me to give myself permission to say what I really want to say, but I'll use discernment. Cause I learned that. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you can take those little bits and pieces of that lesson. And then once that lesson is learned, that person may no longer be in your life. They may be for that reason or season, like those people that came in and out of your life, but Mm -hmm. you set your boundary. Mm -hmm. Like you might not have ever done before. Cause you wanted to heal. You wanted to fix and you wanted to show people how beautiful they were and how amazing they were. But really Miss Mila needed to say, uh-uh, I'm done. <laughs> exactly. See you later. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. But yes, the universe like, tell you. I think when they're ready, those people will be able to go down the path of self-love, but they're not ready to like dive into that yet, I think, you know? And it breaks my heart that they're not ready to see themselves the way I see themselves, them. them. But I think, um, yeah. You know, I'm excited for them. I hope they come back to me in my life. Well, maybe not hope. Actually, no, I want to attract, you know, high vibe people. But like, if I ever get to the point where they are like, whoa, you know what? I do love myself. And I healed this part about my past. And now I realize what you were saying. And it makes more sense. And I'm a better person now. And, you know, if I could just know, I'm sure, you know, my higher self knows that they will get to that place one day. I just, you know, want the best for these people. And yeah, I think what you're saying is totally right. When people show you their red flags, it could also mean that it's something that you have been working on from since your past. Like when my ex would get angry, I would I would sit back and I would be aware. I would witness it, you know? And it is kind of like witnessing magic for a second. When you're able to remain so calm when someone else is being crazy angry at you, um, and you can just remain aware and just like sit back and just tune in to yourself and just completely be present. And I feel like my higher self was telling me, look at him. That's how you are when you lose control of your anger and when you speak from your ego. Like it's mm-hmm. not like it wasn't that bad. He was just yelling a lot, you know, but, and I would be like, wow, I look like that? That's what I look like? What? And then I remember while he's yelling at me, I think to myself like, oh, wow, I remember that day when I was yelling at my mom or yelling at my brother. That's, they must think I'm crazy too. They must have think, thought I was completely losing control of my emotions, you know? And so, 
yeah, red flags in action in the present moment really do show you lessons of how you are, how you look. You know, it's a, everyone's a reflection of who you are, you know? Right. And that is a major lesson, a very magical thing to witness and to, to actually be aware of and not just continue the cycle and partake in the fight fire with fire, you know? Right. And a lot of people look at magic as, oh, the crystal ball or, oh, uh, like it has to be like a fairy tale. But there's magic all around us. Like to this day, we not everybody knows how their body works, mm-hmm. how things keep moving and how our blood flows and how we wake up every morning. And so it's like or even in our dreams, the lives we live in another on another dimension or plane like all of this is magic mm-hmm. like when we can understand what our animals need or how the plants grow we could talk and sing to the plants and they'll be healthier or stronger like with magic how would you explain your experience with magic I think um exactly what you're saying it's everywhere around us and if we're if we just open our eyes we can see it. I think the way I can see it more is by just practicing gratitude. Um, just being grateful that I'm alive, you know, because life itself, being alive is magical in itself. And it's something to be very excited about, you know, like, I know that life is really difficult. Of course, I know there's terrible things happening every single day on the planet all around the world, currently right now, you know, but at least I have all working limbs. At least I can breathe through my nose by myself without having to have a machine attached to me. And my heart works and all of my organs work and my brain is healthy. You know, I think just being grateful for simple things like that makes me have more magical experiences where my intuition is loud and clear and I can hear it. And I hear the voice in my head that says, you're safe in the ocean, keep swimming in the ocean, you know, because I mean, for real, that was an example of when I was swimming in the ocean in Florida last year and I was nervous I was like I asked myself is there sharks here because I keep hearing people say there's lots of sharks in Florida you know, be careful and I and I heard the voice saying it's okay it's okay and then all of a sudden I was alone you know all of a sudden these surfers come up and they're very close to me and I'm like wow I'm not alone anymore you know I have surfers swimming right next to me and I was this I was a swimmer the only swimmer that far away you know without like a surfboard um and things like that keep happening and I think the more I practice gratitude the more I attract abundance and magical experiences and synchronicities where I'm at some place at the same time as someone else or I say hey I'm here and they are walking out the door and they're like hey I was thinking you were here before you even knocked on the door or before you even called me and I started going to the door to see if you're there you know things like that wow yeah even with like you said angel numbers earlier a lot of people think that angel numbers are just 11, 11, 444, But they could be someone's birthday or anniversary date that you keep seeing on the clock or on license plates or on a billboard. Some people see 9-11 and get scared. They, for one, they think 911, calling 911 for an emergency or 911 because of the tragedies that happen, or they see 666 and like, oh, the devil. So <laughs> they don't pay attention to those numbers, but it brings up fear. But mm-hmm. that's also that 
element of magic as well as the universe giving you signs and synchronicities that you can't explain where you can Google what that angel number means. Like I was seeing 1010 all the time. I was seeing the number 58 all the time. And my dad was born in 58. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why do I keep seeing the same number? And sometimes my spirit team, my, my angels, my ancestors around me, they know that a tiny part of me is going to second guess it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm so used to embracing that masculine side of me. It was like, I need proof. I need mm-hmm. to know this is what I'm supposed to do. So I usually have to receive those messages twice. Mm-hmm. So I would see the time would be like 258. And then the battery on my phone percentage would be 58%. And so I'm like, oh, I see 58 twice. That's a sign. And then I think about, okay, what was I just thinking? What has been on the top of my list or like what has been weighing on me that I pray about something that I ask for something. And then I'll go to, I have an app on my phone for angel numbers. Cause I got tired of going to Google. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there has to be an easier way. I'm always looking for an easier way. Mm-hmm. And I'll Google what that angel number 58 might be, or no, I'll go to the app and I'll just type in 58 and for anyone who wants to find that app, I don't have any partnerships or anything with these people, but you can literally go to your app store and type in angel numbers and there's an app that pops up, but I can go look for 58. And for example, it says angel number 58 brings a message from your angels that your finances will be improving and there will be a positive flow of abundance into your life. A new project, job, or promotion may be in the offing, which will garner financial gains and rewards. We create our own realities by our thoughts and actions. So use your personal strengths and a positive attitude and progression action. I'm sorry, progressive action in order to reap rewards of all kinds in your life. So if I'm in my head and I'm like, shit, I got bills to pay and I need to do this and what am I supposed to do? And I have to buy my kids stuff. And then this number pops up in my face more than once. And I look it up and it gives me a message like that. Like that's immediately going to lift my energy. Like, yes, you heard my prayers. You heard my cries. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that gives me something to look forward to something to focus on even if there's this fear of the unknown like okay well how is it gonna come when is it gonna come what form is this money gonna come in then I can kind of get excited about all of the possibilities and then that'll leave my energy open to receiving a discount at a store I go to to buy something or I get a credit for something that I forgot about completely so A lot of people don't realize that abundance may come in so many forms. You could find a dollar on the street or even a penny, but sometimes I only pick up the penny if it's face up, (laughs) but but it could be so many different things that come to you where you have to be aware Mm -hmm. and you have to be open to receiving that magic and synchronicity from the universe. So yeah, I pay attention to all of those things, but I'm sure there's so many other signs that I may not be aware of, but our journeys could last a lifetime. So you just never know what may come up and how 
your higher self sends you these messages or these pe or people into your lives to help you peel back those layers of yourself and open up to all of the possibilities of the universe. So, yeah. uh, well, how could people connect with you if they wanted to connect with you or even take swim lessons? Like you're in the DMV area, but you also, where are you, where are you from? Cause you travel a lot too, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So um, people can connect with me um, on my Instagram, Milana5532. It's M-I-L-A-N-A-5532. My uh, my TikTok is Mila with four sevens. Seven, 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 seven. Yeah. Mila oh, seven. wow. Because seven's my favorite number. <laughs> okay. All right. So you made it even more powerful by adding more of them there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to make little TikToks exactly about spiritual topics. Um, and I, so I was born in Michigan, but my entire family is from Serbia. So I'm the first generation, Ser first generation American here. Um, and I, I love my family. The rest of my family is in Serbia. My parents and my brother are here in Virginia. Um, and my cousins and my aunts and uncles are in Serbia. Um, and I do, I do love to travel. Um, I, I traveled a lot this summer. That's something amazing too that happened. That's a huge magical event. That's a huge manifestation that I've able, been able to manifest just by knowing, just, I have this inner knowing it's, it comes very easily with travel. Everything else is a little difficult. I'm still figuring out how to manifest a car and lots of money and all that stuff. But with traveling, I, I, I have this knowing, I just like, I know I'm going to go to Serbia this summer in July and August. Like, I know I'm going to go to Peru when I went in 2019. It's just like, you can't, no one can tell me otherwise. And I, people tried to tell me otherwise. My parents were like, how are you going to afford it? I don't know where's the money going to come from. And I'm like, I don't know. And then I got a scholarship to go to Peru. At, um, oh. in yeah. And then I saved one third and then my dad paid the other third, you know? So we, I was, I, I was able to make it happen. Um, same thing with Serbia. I just, I worked really, really hard and I saved my money and I made it all happen, you know? And yeah, I love traveling. Um, next on my list is to go to visit my friend in Cambodia. <laughs> oh my goodness. Take me with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we close out this episode, based off of your intention for this conversation at the beginning and how it went, if you could create an affirmation to send that energy into the universe, to those other seekers and students of the universe, those people who just want to witness that magic and those synchronicities and be in tune with their intuition. What would that affirmation be? What was something they could say to help bring that magic to them? That's a great question. Um, I think the affirmation I would say is I am grateful to be alive because gratitude will take you a long way. Okay. Yes. I love it. I am grateful to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Now send me some magic. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mila, for joining me today. I'm I'm so grateful for you uh, and you, you being in my life. Thank you. And yeah. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you so much, Rika, too. This has been so much fun. This is exactly the kind of stuff I love to talk about. And I'm just, I'm so honored and humbled that you invited me to your podcast. Wow. Thank you so much. 
Um, and we will definitely talk soon.